Howdy. What's up? It's College Football Podcast. It's my best friend, Patrick Brickman. He's my best friend. There's a there's a like a Megan Thee Stallion song that goes like that. Ooh. Go best friend? He's my best friend. He's a real oh. bad bitch. Got a whole lot of yeah. something like that. Yeah. Drive my own car. We're we doing... got off a little unhinged today. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. This is a College Football Podcast. Uh, we also play NCAA 14. Uh, we had a tough game last week. We did. Let's, so we're, uh, there we're you go. the you offensive coordinator at UAB. We want to take a small program and, uh, and build it up. And we just lost everything. So hopefully you're still with us. I think we're that good. Was weird. Sorry, okay. the whole computer power just surge. Up. Um, but yeah, so we got UAB. We, we threw a lot of picks against Mississippi State. I'm going to be honest with you. I've thought about it all week. Yeah, let's go ahead and I'm show not, them. Not I'll excited. go ahead and pull up the uh, the schedule so far, so we can people can see where we are. We're four and two. Uh, not off to a, uh, the perfect start that we'd envision. We've lost to Oklahoma and uh, Mississippi State, both ranked teams. But yeah, we need a ranked win. I don't think we're going to yeah. get one this season. Well, <sighs> oh no, we don't play another ranked team. Yeah, that's disappointing. That's uh, that's that's tough. That's tough. It's it's Sorry, I mean, you is, can't win with it. Us. Can't win without it. Um, hey, it was a great week of college football last week. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get right into it. Yeah, you can go ahead and get into it. Uh, real quick, I do want to tell people that um, that uh, we do this every week. So join us. Please hit those follow notifications, whatever the the stream notifications, so you know when we're doing it. Because what we want is we want you guys in the comments talking to us yeah. and interacting with us, uh, and we'll just talk college football with you. We promise. We try to answer the the. We have, like, a list of games we're going to go through, but if you want us to talk about something else, just very rudely interrupt us in the comments, and yeah. um, and we will be very happy to get there. We but, yeah. We rudely interrupt each other all the time. Uh, this is going to be a quicker pod, too, because we're running out of battery and, honestly, running out of time. Um, all right, we're going to start with Friday. Uh, I know you wanted to start Duke. Yeah, uh, you can start Notre with Friday. Dame, but we're going to start, start with Friday. With, start with uh, Louisville, I'm North Carolina State. Started. Louisville won 13-10. They are undefeated 5-0. They play Notre Dame at home next week, and we'll talk about that game in a bit. Uh, Utah scores seven points and loses to Oregon State. DJU and the 21st. Uh, I ended up, call, me, I ended up calling that upset, beavers. right? I think I called Oregon think, State last yeah, week. I think you did. Because I, I had a good did. feeling about it. Yeah, well, as, as you should have, clearly. It was a good call. Hey, we got the 16th ranked um, offense right now. We talked a little bit last week about at what point do you just stop pointing fingers at Cam Rising's not playing, and this is just sort of, um, just sort of how Utah is. Yeah, and that's kind of where we're at, man. I mean, now they've got a loss. It's not looking good for them in the Pac-12 title race. Um, and I, you know, I'm not sure Cam Rising is doing that much to help out that offense. I think those problems go way deeper than he, uh, than him. Um, yeah, they never really got to get going this year, no. and that, that that was a problem because that he was Cam Rising was is their star, not is was that he is their star, right. and there's just been so much flux with that team that I've never been able to buy in, and I don't think they've been able to get going. No, which is why I did not feel super great about them playing Oregon State, who had who has been rolling. They've been doing really. I mean, DJU yeah. has fit right in, and their offense is is really uh, taking a big jump. They're there. one very uh, close game away from. Uh, from being undefeated this year. Yes. Um, you know, Washington State and Cam Ward played great, but, I mean, they were right there in the thick of it. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for Oregon State. We're going to move on to Saturday. A&M, 34-22 over Arkansas. Were you more disappointed in Arkansas at home or more impressed with Max Johnson on the road in his first game as a starter this season? Uh, I was probably more, I mean, the thing I was most improved, uh, impressed with was Texas A&M's defense. Look at that, a little Good screen night. pass. Um but to, to answer that exact question, I was a little I w- I've been down on Arkansas. This is probably my third or fourth week being down on them, so I didn't have a ton of expectations. So I don't know if you saw this, but somebody emailed Dan Enos, really, and he responded, 
Oh, boy. And they were like, hey, you should uh, just go ahead and line it up and sneak it on a close third and one next time. And he responded was like, I'll let you call the plays next time, big guy. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> dude, he's 250 pounds and built like a oh, wooden a... door frame. What is going on? Badoski, dude. <laughs> What's that play? All right. Well, that wasn't good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I don't I don't like Danny Nos. I don't think that's a secret. Well, Alabama fans hate Danny Nos. Uh, okay. Uh, is Dan? Penn State and Northwestern were in an interesting game, and then Penn State woke up and remembered they were Penn State and won 41-13. Do we want to touch on that at all? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, Go for it. Full send. It's not going to let me. I didn't, uh, I didn't call hurry up. Um, no, I mean, Penn State's just, they've been quietly and slowly taking care of business. That was the longest right? field goal I, drive I've ever seen in this game. I... It, it'll be almost infamously soon, but I very infamously, infamously picked Drew Allar as my Heisman winner, and he's been doing a good job playing quarterback for them and winning games, but he's not going to have the stats to do it, so I don't think he's going to come close unless he can upset both Michigan and Ohio State. But Penn State's just quietly been taking care of business. They're not making headlines because they're not wowing people yet, right? and nobody really cares what they do until they play those two. Yeah, they got a two-game season, and they just can't afford to lose before then. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, hats off to Penn State. They're undefeated and they're making waves. Um, actually, the game we're playing now, and I'm only bringing it up because it was played last week, is yeah, UAB sure. Tulane. And UAB won at 35-23. They will not be doing that in NCAA. I had a bad first drive, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle down here in a minute. Yeah, we're, we're going to be just fine. Uh, Clemson-Syracuse. Uh, Clemson gets the win, 31-14. I thought they were really on upset alert just with the way their season's going. But they got it together. There's not much more to really say about Clemson as a contender because their season's over. Look, I will say this. Uh, I think Clemson's one of the more underrated teams in the country. And I don't mean that as I think they're like a title contender or anything like that. That's... What you're saying is they're probably the best two-loss team in the country, though. Yes, big time. Big time, I think so. Uh -huh. um, and, I, I, you know, I, I feel like people are kind of forgetting that they almost beat the number nine team in the country at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and what is probably going to be, in a lot of people's minds, a bona fide playoff team. Um, it's just, it's a little frustrating to see people just discount Clemson that hard because of two losses. It's just they've become a team that you don't want to play now, which is not what they wanted their season to be. Right. They didn't want to be the scrappy team that nobody wants to play anymore. Right. Right. They're the current Miami Marlins. They're the Marlins. Nobody wants to play the Marlins, but nobody's actually taking them seriously to win the I, World Series, I unfortunately. I sure don't want my Braves to play the Marlins. <laughs> Because they've got good pitching, but they can't hit worth a damn. Um, USC, Colorado. We can spend a little time on this one. Uh, because this this was going into the week one of the, probably, again, for the probably sixth consecutive week now, the most talked about game uh, going into it. And sure. it act, this one finally lived up to the billing, unlike the Oregon one. It didn't, it didn't. So was this game more of Colorado being good or USC letting their foot off the gas? It's a little of – I will cop out and say a little bit of both. I was impressed with the way Colorado was able to – keep composure yeah. and get them spells back into that. But also, sure. if I'm a USC fan, I'm going, oh, yeah, we're still a Lincoln-Riley team. Because that defense was pretty bad in that second half. Yeah. Uh, they should not have let them score 20 points in no. the fourth quarter and get right back no. in it. But that's exactly what they did. Shadur Sanders keeps throwing for a million yards. He does. Uh, but so does Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams is, uh, for the first time this year, I think he's building a little separation in that Heisman race. Yeah. Um, it's going to take a loss to him. Not, I think it will take a loss to knock him off that top peg. I mean, you talked about picking Drew Allar. I had Quinn Ewers yeah. as my Heisman. And he's right. I mean, he's, he's there with he's, them. He's, he's in that up, top five group. He's up there, but it's not – you don't look at the two of those 
you don't look at those two quarterbacks play and think that they're playing the same game. No, I mean, he's the best player in the country right now. Maybe even regardless of position. I'll say no. I'd say Brock Bowers is probably a little better at his position. But yep. um, he, he is a, one of the top three players in college football. He just happens to play quarterback. And he looks pretty likely at the moment. It'll take – they might – I mean, Oregon might beat him, and that would ruin his kind of uh, party. But – uh, at the time being, he is the favorite to go back-to-back, the second player ever to go back-to-back for Heisman. That'd be pretty pretty cool to witness, I guess. I just wish it was a Bama player, I'll be honest. Um, Bryce Young, you should have stayed in school. That's what Brick said. <laughs> That's right, he should have stayed in school. I mean, <laughs> he's not doing that great on the Panthers. The Panthers aren't doing that great, yeah, but neither is Bryce. All right. uh, but they want to trade for number one receiver. We're going to go into a little bit of NFL here. If you could pick a receiver that might be on the trade block, uh, I'll give you a couple names. Mike Evans, <laughs> T. Higgins. I don't want to say Devontae Adams because he'd be the obvious choice, but he might get traded. Uh, I'd like to see T. Higgins be uh, Bryce Young's number one option. I don't know how you look at those two players and decide that that's a good trade right now. Now, part of it is Joe Burrow has been uh, absolutely terrible. Well, T. Higgins has been out a lot of games. T. Higgins has been out a lot of games, and then the games that he's been in. I mean, he had six drops two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Let me see your phone. You take the phone. By the way, I just put together a drive. You sure did. That was just methodical. Twelve plays, seventy yards, three minutes and five seconds, and a touchdown. I mean, right, let's get me on the board. I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to mess around. Let's uh, get me on the board. Hey, James Madison won 31-23. You should put them in a bowl game or let them play for a conference title, but the NCAA is not going to because of stupid rules. Yes. Well, they've got a lot of stupid rules. That's that's a whole college football thing. Uh, Florida got destroyed by Kentucky's run game. Uh, Ray Davis at one point had like 170 yards in the first quarter. Um, he was a monster. It was incredibly powerful to watch. Uh, I believe Devin Leary had like six, maybe nine completions the entire game. Here's <laughs> So when, I, when, I was, when I've been talking about Florida to various people, I don't know if I've said it in the pod yet or not. Sorry, uh, right quick. Devin Leary went nine for 20 for 69 yards and a touchdown. And they won by three scores. That's your dream finish for Alabama right there. But um, when I've talked to people about Florida, my whole thing has been like, yeah, they're not great, but I like their their front side. I like their line. But I've never had to switch that quickly on a take I've had. I mean, they gave up in the first quarter, they gave up like 200 something rushing yards, like you said. Right. Uh, Okay, afternoon games. Georgia struggled at Auburn. How much are you reading into that? Big. I I read that into that pretty big. Um, Georgia's insanely beatable. Uh, everybody should be thinking that right now. I mean, you have to watch that game and go, this is a very beatable Georgia team. Uh, I believe so also. I don't know why they just, Mike Bobo randomly decided it was time to throw to Brock Bowers in the middle of that game. But he did, and because he did, Georgia won the game. Because he's Mike Bobo. Um, But yeah, Auburn stuck with him. Auburn still has a really hard time passing the football. They do. A very, very hard time passing the football, and until they can get that wrinkle figured out, it's it. This maybe. Well, the thing is, from what Georgia's been the last two years, you'd think they would feast on a team that can't throw the ball, and they didn't. They let Auburn hang around the entire. Auburn was winning for a lot of that game. Absolutely, absolutely did. Uh, UCF blows a twenty-plus point lead against Baylor. Mm-hmm. I just think that's incredibly funny. Yeah, I think you. I, I I thought you would like it, although it's probably your least favorite. Wow, that's a, that's a that's tough. <sighs> That's just tough. So I'm, I'm very sorry. About, what can I do about it? If that? you're on the pod, uh, we just had our quarterback throw one of the worst passes of the season. It was wide open. Tulane man. scored immediately on the first play. Okay. All right. We just got to get it back. That's it. We can't control the defense. Mm. I wanted to score there too. Um, 
Let's go down our list here a little bit. Uh, I thought that there was a little chance that Kansas and Texas would be a close game, and it wasn't. Well, as soon as Jalen Daniels was announced that he wasn't going to play, or it was announced that Jalen Daniels wasn't going to play, that that game was over. Yeah. That game was over. But uh, Quinn Ewers was also just insanely good. He was really, really good in that game. Let me pull he, up the So stats. he can actually throw the football really well, which is crazy. 25 or 35 like who, 325 yards. Who would have predicted that except this exact podcast, mm-hmm. that Quinn Ewers would have a great year? <laughs> um, uh, Quinn Ewers or Bo Nix, who would you take right now? Who would you rather have as your quarterback? I'd probably take Quinn Ewers. Really? We have a lot of track record of... Uh, of Hating big, on Bo Nix on uh, this pod? <laughs> uh, yeah, that too. And in real and outside of the pod? But I think uh, I think Bo Nix, uh, there's just certain games, man. You go back, you watch that Texas Tech game. You watch even the first little bit of last week. They mm-hmm. weren't stellar, and he was a huge part of the reason why. Um, it's just that when he turns it on, he's just great. We haven't really seen Quinn Ewers struggle. We've seen him struggle. We haven't seen him struggle that much to that capacity. Um, so, yeah, it's... We have years of footage of Bo Nix. I would, I would like to see if I went into our texts and just typed Bo Nix in and just read off oh. some. I'll do a couple. I'll do a couple. I, I bet that it's it's mostly Bo Picks. Bo Nix. I'm going to type it into messages, and I'm going to scroll till about 2020, 2019, and see... Uh, Crazy that he was still playing then. Uh, let's see, let's see. Was his first season 2019? Yeah, would have had to have been, right? That's crazy, man. Um, <laughs> you were mad. You said something like, we gave up 48 to effing bonus. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds like me. Uh, so, yeah. Well, uh, That being said, I to answer your question, would take Quinn Ewers. How's that? All right. All right. No, that, that, that would be kind of bad because I think we lost that game. Uh, sorry, I got sidetracked. Uh, I would probably go Bonix just because I think he has been incredible this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer there. If I would be thrilled if either of them played for Alabama. This was the most fun game of the weekend. Do you know which one I'm going to say? LSU Ole Miss. Uh, I mean. You were, you were at Duke Notre Dame, so you probably didn't get to watch the full thing. And that I just was watched a really fun game. But uh, <sighs> LSU I would call the most disappointing team in college football so far this year. I would put that above Clemson. I, mean, I would put that above. Buddy, I'd look in a mirror. Alabama's 4-1 and one and controls their destiny. LSU is not going to make the playoff. That's pretty much guaranteed at this point. I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I, th- I don't think anybody was talking about... Oh, maybe they were. They, can't, they were maybe I'm wrong. They're preseason number five. And where were we preseason? Where was Alabama? Four. Yeah. But again, we're 4-1 we're and one and can still go to the playoff. LSU, that's, we're no, that's, week six, and they're 3-2. and two. They have the same record as Clemson. Very true. Uh, they have to play spoiler now. I mean, they could technically maybe slide in backdoor... Uh, with, I mean, an, with an upset over Alabama and A&M. And Georgia. And, and I guess if they play, like, I guess they kind of control their own destiny, but it feels a lot different yeah. than, than the other teams that do. Yeah. Just by nature, I guess. But you, they've lost to two teams that they weren't supposed to lose to on their schedule. They did, they LSU fans thought they were going to beat Florida State. All right, now last week. I thought they were going to beat Florida State. And NCAA 14, for those of you listening on the podcast, I threw a pick in the waning moments of the second half in the red zone, and we ended up losing. Not today. Bang. What a- oh, my gosh. He dropped a touchdown pass. <sighs> He's going for it. I have Denied to. Him. I Denied have him, to. Man. That's tough. All right. Here we go. We're just going to get a first down. We don't need all. Oh, gosh. I really hate this. 
I really, I you shouldn't. Call timeout. I shouldn't do this, should I? Although if you call timeout, they will kick the field goal. I'm gonna pause. I'm, we're gonna sit and watch this for a second. We're well, just gonna roll out. Oh, uh, you, you, you can scramble for that. He got it. It's afraid he got fumble, it. But you got it. He got it. We're gonna call a timeout. Let the troops rest. Okay, let's keep going. Let's we're keep going. We're gonna keep going down the list. Uh, okay, we're gonna spend a little bit of time on South Carolina, Tennessee. I don't want to spend as much time on the game. Although Tennessee, that was an impressive win for them. Tennessee played great. That was an impressive win for them. I thought that that would be a lot closer against South Carolina, just given the nature of the game. They've kind of become a little bit of rivals the last couple of years. What I want to talk about is, um, who's that? Uh, Spencer Rattler, the quarterback. And his, his quote that I'm sure a lot of you, if you're college football fans, have seen. Sure. Talking, uh, they, they congratulate, this is their Super Bowl, so congratulations to them, I guess. Like, Soft. They lost by 21. to uh, that. Soft. Ugh. There, first of all, I've never heard a college football team, a college football player, refer to another team's game as their Super Bowl in which, a loss before. Which it's not, like, it's not even a rivalry game. It's not a rival. It's, it was a revenge game, right? Yeah. For the last, for, for uh, South Carolina beating them and for spoiling playing the season spoiler, last year. Yeah, but... but in a loss, I've never heard a college, much less a quarterback, much less a quarterback that's been around as long as Rattler. Oh, gosh. Refer to a team's, like... There you go. We got to kick a field goal at the end of half. I tried. I oh, tried. Listen, we can go in time and we're going to watch the field goal. Um, I mean, I don't know why you're giving me the controller. Uh, no, it, I mean, that's, that's a pathetic, embarrassing quote. Yeah. No, it's soft. It's soft. It should, that's, well, but that's who Spencer Rattler is. He's always <laughs> been either a sore loser or a sore winner. There's no in between. And he tries to play off like the, I think that what bothers me about it is he tries to play off like he is a top five quarterback in college football and he is middle tier. Yeah. At best. Um, would you say he's in the top 10 quarterbacks in college football right now? Spencer Rattler? No. Yeah, exactly. He has played like that like maybe twice in his career. And I mean, he has, the, he's had two or three games in his career. And one of them played. happened to be Tennessee last right. year. But, and that was why it was such a big game. But they lost, and he wants to come out with this, well, it's their Super Bowl, so congratulations to them. That was a move. What an absolute move. Just wait till we get a fast quarterback. Um, <laughs> I use that move all the time in this game. Oh. What? Uh, but yeah, so, and then, uh, okay, let's, Spencer Rattler's soft. I think Tennessee's getting a lot better, by the way. They are. I think if they played Florida tomorrow, they would beat them by 20. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's time to start worrying about Tennessee. I mean, we'll talk about teams that control their destiny. They haven't played Georgia yet. Right. They're in the same position as Alabama. They lost an early game yep. to a team that they, I mean, Texas is probably, I mean, definitely better than Florida, but yes, you know, their loss looks worse, but at the end of the day, that's, we're not going to be thinking about that. It was Florida. If they beat Georgia, we're not going to go, well, they look, they, they beat Georgia. They beat Alabama. Yeah. Uh, and whoever, I mean, you know, so they still control their destiny. They can still make the playoff. The and, thing, and, and we haven't talked about them in that regard in a while. The thing that's really going to bite Tennessee is their schedule. Their future schedule is really, really tough. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's something to keep an eye out on. All right. I was at Notre Dame Duke. Shout out Kevin McMahon. Uh, he is the social media director for Notre Dame football and does a fantastic job. If you haven't seen the Notre Dame video of the final drive uh, from Saturday yet, you absolutely should because it's incredible. It's great. They had mi they mic'd up the coordinators, had them talking um, through the final drive and through the end of the game. It was great. It was a great video. Shout out, Boom, for giving me the tickets. Um, we sat with his family. His family's lovely. Oh. I was very glad I was in the Notre Dame family section, though, mm -hmm. because... Duke's crowd, for as much as we crapped on it the first week we were doing this, we did do that. was I did a lot, a lot more uh, enthusiastic, a lot better, a lot more improved, yeah. right? Uh, as a crowd, which as I an suppose atmosphere. makes sense. Um, Wallace Wade Stadium cannot handle the infrastructure of a game like that. <laughs> the lines for everything were incredibly too long. 
Um, the line to just get into the game was incredibly too long. It was, it was, it was bad. It was poorly run. Uh, everything else about the stadium was great. Atmosphere was great. Duke played great um, on defense. Their offense left some to be desired. Riley Leonard, obviously, with a high ankle sprain at the end of the game, that hurt. Yeah, I forgot about that completely, honestly. But I was, it was, it was a really cool game, and it was a great college football game, mm-hmm. right? Notre Dame's had two of those in back-to-back weeks, where um, right before they lined up for the final drive, they had Riley Leonard pull back and have a little pooch punt that he got down within the seven or eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam Hartman lined up, and the, the house was rocking. I mean, it is. there's a minute 20 left. You're down by one, and Wallace Wade Stadium was about to fall into the Eno River. That I mean, sounds it awesome. Was, I would, was I would have loved to see it like that against Clemson. And, uh, and then that's, that's a great touchdown run. And then uh, – you know, they got their hearts ripped out. Sam Hartman comes over to the sideline, stands on the bench, and starts jawing at the crowd, beating yeah. his chest. And it was just awesome. I looked at Jade before that final drive. I said, this is why this is the greatest sport in the world. <laughs> That's the exact you, reason. The moment, the, the moments don't get like that in NFL. No. NFL has its moments, but it doesn't get that same... I don't know if I can even think of it's a like, word. It's I mean, like the, 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 the default vigor. word is, is pageantry. The vigor. Just the energy of it. There's so many NFL fans. Because, like, okay, what's the biggest game in an NFL season, right? It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Obviously. But at the Super Bowl, you have so many fans that are just fans of football. Uh-huh. They are not fans. The majority of them are fans of the teams, obviously. But you have so many more fans that are just NFL fans, and the Super Bowl is an event to go to. Mm-hmm. If you go to a college football game, 90% of the fan bases are not like you and me when we go to App Coastal next week. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not Jade and I on Saturday when we went to Duke against Notre Dame. They are part of the school. This is part of who they are. Yeah. Um, and you just don't get that in the NFL. I, I, I've got a question for you. Okay. And I could be wrong. I'm just struggling to think of one. You know how sometimes I say, like, do you ever hear the national anthem played outside of a stadium? No. And I hear the national anthem more than anyone you know. Right. You don't ever hear it. Just It's always a stadium thing. So here's another thing. And I'm not getting into the whole national anthem thing, obviously. What my point is, do you ever hear the word pageantry used outside of it? Have you ever heard it used outside of college football? Maybe soccer? I'm not as attuned to soccer. Do they have pageantry uh, in like... Like the World like Series. Like European soccer? You think? I don't think it's comparable. You asked me if I've heard it being described. I don't as really, that. but I guess what I'm saying is I don't know what the word pageantry actually means outside of like college football is awesome. Right. What is the what is the definition of pageantry? Um, like a, like a show, an exhibit, right? Is that what you? Yeah, okay. that's what I would say it is. See, if you'd ask me to define it right now, I wouldn't. I would say like pageantry is like a. Jade just texted and said military. Like for pageantry or for the national? Uh, military is definitely for the national anthem. Now that. All right. For pageantry, yeah, I guess like when like. Yeah, like like when the like when the navy or the marines play like their specific song, I suppose. Thank it's you. like a pomp and circumstance, but it's like localized to a specific thing. Thank you for listening to our college football podcast. Well, that's a good point, I suppose. <laughs> I just I would have de- I would have defined it as like a like a feeling more than like a like a tangible thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're not. I'm not going to say you until you're wrong. Before we turn off the podcast, I'm going to pull out my phone. Once we're done looking at it for the games, I'm going to like Google the. Ooh. Did he just catch it? <laughs> I'm going to Google the actual throw. definition. 
Uh, but there was a lot of pageantry. Uh, we went to game day before that. That was really cool. That was great. It was a great college game day. Mm -hmm. it, it was, and you could tell Duke had never had it, and that's cool. That's why it was really yes, good. Yes, right. Because it's been to Alabama many times, and I've been to and good ones, and I've been to less good ones. If you've been to college game day once, you kind of don't really need to see it again unless it's mm -hmm. somewhere like super cool that you've never been to. Yeah. Oh, that's a tutter. Bang. Every day, all day, every day. Yeah, I told Tulane you. Wasn't ready I told you. Half. I was mad about last week. I came in with a plan. I'm executing the plan. Absolutely. Tulane's not ready for us. They were not ready for a second half. We're gonna go to the ass coach. It doesn't matter what I run. We're gonna all right. The, ball uh, the last game we want to talk about from last week. Uh, go Irish. Congrats. That's the last time I'm ever gonna say that because gross. But uh, Notre Dame was great. Notre Dame was great. The game was great. I'm rooting for Riley Leonard because I think he's a good dude. Um, and I think that's a horrible injury to have, and I think that offense is really going to struggle with that one. Yeah, so it's like, I only saw it, but I didn't follow up on him, and he's out for like a little bit, right? They don't or, think for it's a while. They don't think it's season ending, uh, but they do think it's like it's substantial enough to to yeah, say, hey, this is. I didn't realize it was as bad as it was until I saw like a replay of him on the crutches. It is not. Uh, Tua's was better. Ugh. Right. Right. I mean, it got full on bent backwards. So they're not they're not gonna just tightrope this thing like uh, no. <laughs> invent a new surgery no. form or anything. Uh, do that at Duke. App State forty one, Louisiana Monroe forty. I just mentioned that because you should go watch the replay of that game. It was super exciting. Uh, Paxton Rimbus, shout out. Uh, said at the beginning of the season that App State seemed like a team that was either going to win or lose every single game they played this season by one score, and that has held true so far. <laughs> is, is he really uh, five for five on that right now? I, I believe so. I believe that's what he told me the other day. He gets, uh, he gets these feelings. I know that people on the podcast probably don't know Pax, and we just reference him a lot, but when he gets these sports feelings, he has good sports feelings and bad food feelings. Uh, he has a lot Can of Can we make really... fun of Paxton? Is that, like, out of touch to do? Like, somebody that... No. Okay, because I've never seen somebody with as good of sports takes at times and worse fo or food takes. Yeah. I think yeah. we brought that up before. He I... just needs to hear this. He does. He, and he will. He will. Uh, Virginia Tech beats Pittsburgh 38-21. That's interesting to me. Um, oh, did they beat ECU by more than? Oh, they beat ECU by more than that. Yeah, that's right. Well, oh, sorry, ECU. But hold on, ECU also had a 14-point lead in that game. Why am I dunking on Forrest? <laughs> you don't deserve this. I'm sorry. Uh, he would probably tell you that ECU does deserve to be dunked on. Uh, Alabama and Mississippi State. Oh no, sorry. Washington only beats Arizona by seven. I didn't realize that. Yep. What happened there? Uh, I, I that game was too late for me. just no defense. I was too sleepy. So that I was didn't. just no defense. Yeah. Uh, and then Bama Mississippi State forty to seventeen. All right, let's do this again. Is Bama good? <laughs> Which half are you asking? Their second half was the best they they played this year. Uh I, I it's was, gonna be a week to week question for a while. I was talking to my we're just we're dicing them up now. Yeah. I was talking to my dad earlier. It is my father's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Mr. happy Norwood. birthday, Andy Norwood. Um. I uh, I was talking to my dad earlier, and I told him, watching the game, now granted, I was at the Duke game, so I didn't really have, like, eyes on the prize the entire time. Yeah. But I will say, it felt like we had way more penalties than we did, and I think the reason it felt that way is because when the penalties showed up, mm -hmm. they were bad. They came at a bad time, right? Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I don't know, man. I'd like to think that Alabama figured some things out in that second half because the first half was just as bad as the USF game, the South Florida game. The first half was atrocious. We had the ball at the one-yard line and ended up having to kick a field goal. Um, did we uh, do we that do... again? Yeah, we did that on Saturday. I missed that completely. Uh, it, was the, it was the punt. 
It was the block punt that went out of the one? You're talking about Ole Miss. Was that Ole Miss? Yeah, that okay, was Mississippi sorry. State. Okay, so that was a Mississippi State. What do we do? We threw a... We had... Uh, Jalen had two of the long rushes. He had the two long rushes, yes. Okay, so I'm remember. I'm misremembering... I'm getting the Mississippi games mixed up. They're yeah. kind of running together. But we played really bad in that first half, right? We played okay. I'm not misremembering that, did we? Well, I mean, they were up by two scores going into the locker room. Second half was much better. Second half was awesome. Second half was a lot better. The defense was fantastic. Um, oh, I almost just... I did throw that right to him. We did. He bobbled it for a second. Well, one pick. Gunslinger life, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, that's his first pick of the game. We're up by 21. We can we can get a little fancy. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think Alabama looked fine. Um, the penalties came at inopportune times, mm-hmm. right? And that's sort of my point. And, um, there's still snap issues. Yeah. There's still issues snapping the ball from the center to the quarterback, which baffles me. It's funny how both um, the Dolphins and the uh, and Alabama are struggling with that at the same time. And I think that is that's one of those things where – that is very abnormal for any sort of Alabama team. Um, is an issue like that that just keeps persisting, just keeps you know rearing its ugly head. Um, that has to get sorted out before these games against you know it has to get sorted out before this week. Mm-hmm. Things like that can't happen against Texas A and M. I think they're going to. Um, and there still isn't just a marquee receiver for Alabama. Yeah. Um, Jalen Milrow has looked a, a I lot. Hit the corner here. It's going to go for a long game. I can't. Oh. Jalen Milrow is um, a lot better improved, I'd say, at throwing the ball this season. Uh, I would hesitate to say he's good. Yeah. Um, he only had. No, I'm not putting Jalen Milrow in the good category at he all. He only had a few throws, but I don't think he had any that were bona fide picks. Um, Alabama came in with a great defensive scheme. They executed this scheme. I think Alabama's defense is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see a world where this Texas A&M game this weekend is a 17 to 10 final. I, I, we're going to talk about the Alabama A&M, like, preview it, but that, I mean, it's going to come down to the defense, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the season will. Yes. I think the offense will be at times serviceable and at times good and at times horrible. The defenses will need to be consistent because the offense will never be consistent for Alabama this right. year. That's just the nature of the beast with Jalen Milrow, quarterback. Uh, the stat line for Milrow, 10 for 12, 164 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Okay, so I was, I was remembering the first half of the Ole Miss game. Uh, that, that, that makes sense. And then, had the really bad pick, too. Yes. Oh, this, oh, the oh. quarterback with the, with the block. Uh, sorry, that's in our game, not Jalen Milrow. Uh, he also ran for 69 yards. He had the 53-yard touchdown run. He ran two touchdowns. Oh, in. I can run the clock out um, If Alabama can sustain a run game with him mm-hmm. and teach him to just get out of the pocket if his first option isn't open, they're going to struggle to find teams that can beat him. I just think one of the teams that can beat him Alabama is playing Saturday. I just remembered which game this was. This is the one where Jalen Milrow came out all out of sorts and kept scrambling out of the pocket without a plan. Correct. This is that game. Yes. And, then, had, that, and then not throwing out of bounds. That's, for, for me, that's Jalen Milrow's biggest issue at the moment is he doesn't have a plan ever for what can happen after the first three seconds of a play. Yeah. As soon as his first look isn't there, he breaks down. He tries to ad-lib, but he just can't. You just can't, Nemo. <laughs> you just can't, Nemo. All right. Uh, is, is that it for, for last week? Do we want to look forward to this week's games? Yeah, we, I, I would rather spend more time previewing Bama A&M than I would talk about Alabama-Mississippi State because that game does generally nothing for me. Uh, shout out Will Rogers. He did throw some absolute dimes in that game, by the way. And that needs to be said because we can't just talk about Alabama. Uh, okay, moving on to week six. Uh, what games do we want to talk about? Give me a sec. Let me pull up. Let me pull up some games. Sorry, we were See both. See what just, I just did. We were both. Jalen Milrow cannot learn to do that. He runs out of bounds. He runs out of bounds with the ball, and all he has to do is 
flick it to the line of scrimmage. Right. After you're out of the pocket, you don't even need a, a receiver in the area. The you just got to reach the line of scrimmage. Red River rivalry. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. You remember last year we struggled with that? Red River rivalry. Whoa. And they don't call it a shootout anymore. Don't call it a shootout. I forgot about that until... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a move. Oh, I got to put the step I... on them. I don't uh, have the speed. Don't do what Pat Mahomes did. Go ahead and put this in the end zone for me. Okay. Um, I like, I like Oklahoma in this game. I don't know if they're going to win it. Mm-hmm. I will not be surprised if they do. You know what? Nope. I'm, I'm going to say it. Oklahoma is beating Texas Saturday. This is going to be interesting because this is one of the few times that we like just straight up disagree fully. Have you watched Oklahoma play this season? I've watched a, I've watched a little bit. I had them on the quad box this, this weekend. And, okay. And I liked, I liked the way they played against Iowa. I think they beat them by 30. They're, they're de- a good team. Their defense is really talented. Oh, here. Really, really talented defense. Oh, we're, I called the play for you, but hey, you're taking it off the tackle. We're, we're running this one. Yeah. Or we're scoring this one. Yeah, we're running yeah. up the score here. Love that. That's my, one of my favorite run plays in the game. You always get out in space. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a close game. I won't be surprised if either team wins. How's that? But I'm going to go ahead and go out on the record. Upset Oklahoma over Texas. I would love that. That would be very fun. I'd like to see Oklahoma get the best of Texas again because uh, Texas beat them, what, 41, 48, nothing last year. Yep. Uh, and I know that was year one for Venables. But part of me is just like, Sark is in just such a position right now to really dominate. Yeah, for you. it out. To really dominate Venables for a long time. We ran the ball uh, 51 Our backup times. quarterback's name is Liddy. Yo, it's Liddy! <laughs> we so just, we just did to great. Say. 45 to 17. Uh, that's hey. our biggest win. Hey, coach. That's Where'd our biggest win. I think we might be able to. I'm, I'm going to get up and check the battery on the camera. And go see ahead. If we can why don't, do you, why don't you get up and check the battery so on the camera? Oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. Sorry. You're still on, on the mic. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I just want to see the battery. We have half battery. Okay. Let's try to finish let's, let's, this. Let's push out another one. Let's push out. Let's, yeah, we, can, we finished that one quick. All right. Uh, okay, so let's just move past. Uh, Maryland is at Ohio State. Talia Tungavailoa is back. They're playing this one in the shoe. Maryland is undefeated. Who are you taking? This is the biggest game of little Talia's life. The biggest game he's played since he had to play Hewitt Trustville in high school. Um, we all remember that game. <laughs> he he outdueled. Uh, Paul Tyson in Paul the Tyson. That was a really fun game. In- um, infamous Arizona State quarterback Paul Tyson. No, Talia, Talia can do a lot here because he's a name because of the tongue of Iloa last name, obviously. But he's not on an NFL radar name yet. Like, he's known, but he's not. Look at Arkansas beating number two Bama, 35-12. Yikes, bro. Um, Duke is ranked. Like, this is pretty, all right, I see this. Michigan's number one. Yeah. Okay, no, but for the for the actual podcast talk. Um... But Talia can really make himself a household name if he beats Ohio State. Big time. I mean, that is... Big time. This is this is huge for him. I think even if he makes it a close game, it is huge for him. Yeah. Um, it's huge for his draft stock. It, it's huge for uh, all the conversations. I mean, he's not out of the realm of possibility to win the Davey O'Brien. Talia is the... Um, I'm going to say it. And it, it actually doesn't hold true anymore. But prior to this past week, Talia is the Lane Kiffin of quarterbacks in college football. He's been good... But he doesn't have the win. He doesn't have the big up. He doesn't have an upset. Okay. Right, that was Lane Kiffin's thing. He was like one, one in eighteen against top twenty-five teams. I could see that. Something like that. I saw some. In, I was shocked when I saw that Lane Kiffin is one in eighteen against top twenty teams or top twenty like at at Ole Miss, just at Ole Miss, something like that. Yeah. And now he beat LSU, and that that doesn't ring true anymore. Uh, we just we just got to commit, Coach. Uh, Kevin McCullough. I think that's the Quincy radar effect right there. I think he's also a defensive player. He's a linebacker. We still recruit. Hey. Still, still recruited him. Creed's got a crew. Yep. Um, 
Chat, what do we think? Do we think Maryland has any shot against Ohio State? Let us know. Sound off in the comments. Uh, LSU at Missouri. A lot of people picking Missouri in this one. They're going They're going to be a popular pick this week. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not either. I think this is one of those. If I, if my name was Lee Corso, I'd say not so fast. We, we saved very quick, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Right. Yeah, we saved. Um, and I can switch over back to this now. Um, no, Missouri is a, 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 a very powerful flavor on the Baskin-Robbins lineup right now because of... Ooh. I don't know where that came from. Look at you. Uh, Pat's Interference Podcast, presented by Baskin-Robbins today. Got ice cream on the mind. Um, No, because, you know, they they have the upset against Kansas State, and then they've been playing well. They haven't been blowing teams out because they're Missouri. That's not what they're going to do. They've got Luther Burden, who has been the best receiver in college football this year so far. Mm -hmm. And... um, and they've been throwing the ball a lot. And teams gra- play, fans gravitate to teams that do that. Yeah. Throw the ball and upset teams and have a receiver. So I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. I'm going to say I won't be surprised if I look up at some point this weekend and it's a, it's a, and it's a 17-14 Missouri lead. But I'm not going to go so far as to say that they're about to beat LSU. As it stands, LSU is a five-point favorite who covers. Hey, why don't you lead us off this I'll week? lead us off. I'll, I'll get us off with a, with a touchdown drive. Please do. That would be nice. We're playing a 1-6 UTSA game. This has to be a win. Uh, UTSA was a team we almost picked for this. I was thinking about it, and I really wish we just not left it to a vote and picked Rice because it would have been really fun <laughs> to play with JT Daniels. It would have been, And it would have fit right into what we wanted. When you first said that, I was like, why Rice? And then I, I It would have been really fun to play with JT Daniels. Yep. Sure, sure. Uh, haven't we played against Rice already? Uh, I don't actually know the answer to that. Okay, me neither. Um... So uh, I'm going to go, and I'm going to say who covers? Who covers? What, what's our line? Uh, five. I'm going to pick LSU to win by more than a touchdown. I do. I, I will. I, also. I don't. I don't see this being. I mean, I can see this being a field goal game. Look, I see I, it being close for maybe a little bit. I, I know the like popular thing to do right now is talk about how terrible LSU is. They scored 55 points. They're not last terrible. Year. They've just had two. I mean, I mean, I mean. That's been our play of the season. I mean, oh my gosh. Sick, man. Oh my gosh. Sorry, Pod, but I just hit a great spin move and we scored off of it. Oh, you know what? Now the only thing left for you to do is to go to how how long have we been, uh, how long have we been broadcasting? 39, 39. Go to the 39 minute of our podcast on YouTube when it's up. Probably actually, because I'm going to be hanging out with him for the rest of the night. Yeah, I think we're just So I'm going to throw this right on YouTube. And I want you guys to go to the 39 minute mark and go watch that. uh, Yeah. When you're listening, for the people that are listening to the podcast. Just when you're listening. Um, So listen up and go to 39 minutes on the YouTube page and follow, hit subscribe, hit those post notifications. Abuse that like button. And I'm going to get on my knees and beg you to help us build our YouTube page. No, um, what were we saying? LSU and... Uh, LSU and Missouri, you've got LSU covering, so do I. We're going to move on. Syracuse at North Carolina. North Carolina gets to shake off some of the rust off after their bye week. What do you think? Straight, straight May back? Straight May coming back here? It's the inconsistency for me with him. Mm-hmm. I don't even know that... Call MC. I don't know if he's been inconsistent to me. He just hasn't... He's been a good quarterback, but he hasn't been a high... We, we were promised a Heisman season from him. And I, By a lot of people, because we live in North Carolina. If you don't, if you're watching and you don't like know where we're from, we we live in the Triangle, so Duke, North Carolina, that place. And you know, there's a lot of UNC fans here, and they've been swearing up and down. We listen to the sports radio. We 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 are pretty usually abreast of North Carolina football. And all off season, we were promised a Heisman type season from this guy. Yeah, I will say he's been good. He hasn't been bad. They're undefeated. They've been winning games. They beat South Carolina in a big game to open the year. They played good, but. He's not having a Heisman. He's not going to win the Heisman. I think that's pretty certain now. This tight end is going to be open, obviously, right? Go deep. Go deep. 
Oh, I wanted you to hot read and go deep so bad. Oh, oh. <laughs> the tight end. He's just going to be too slow to get there. TSA is bad. He's going to be too slow watch to get this, there. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Ah, oh, I thought you had it. I couldn't get the stiff arm. Nice little 82-yard reception down to the four. <laughs> For the slowest tight end I've ever played with. Our know, quarterback has three completions. Look where I put that ball. That is a horrible pass. Our, our quarterback has three completions for 143 yards. This is uh, okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, I th I think UNC is going to look really good in this one. Go to the 42 um, minute of the YouTube. <laughs> I think uh, I think good God. I think UNC is going to look good. I think Syracuse is going to take a step back. They were inflated. They lost to Clemson, but everybody is still. By the way, I'm a big Dino Babers guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, yeah, like we talked about it at game day last week, but I really like Dino. Um, I just think Syracuse is going to get a little bit deflated, uh, and I, I really do think this is the game where UNC really starts to gain some steam. Uh, what's the line on that game? We're, let me scroll back. We were talking... Um, UNC and Qs. Where did that go? Where did you see that? I'll tell you in a second. I'll tell you that it's 9.5 for North Carolina. Okay. Because Syracuse did play pretty crappy against Clemson. Wait, so you that, know that for a fact, or that's the line you're putting? No, that's that's the line. Oh, okay. Nine and a half, at Nine least and according half. to the score on, on my I was iPhone. wondering what app you were using. I like the score. Okay. That's pretty reliable okay. for me. Okay. Um, let's see. We talked about them. Uh, what about a little Washington State at UCLA? That's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, I was. I almost like turned my brain off the moment you said Washington State. Then I remembered Cam Ward. And Cam you said Ward UCLA, is the man. You can put up some points. That's a, that's a, the exact <laughs> right look, and it's just on on. Uh, I mean, unlucky. Um, shoot. QB UCLA's favored by three and a half. Washington State's the 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 ranked team. They're thirteen. UCLA's unranked, but that's more uh, a I, product of who they played so far. Um, I do kind of wonder why. Washington State isn't the favorite in that game. It's not like the Rose Bowl is a terribly hard place to play in. I think it's I think it's a product of who they played. I mean, Washington State did beat Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma State, but UCLA their their loss was to let me see if I remember correctly. Let me pull that up. Uh, they lost to Utah, who's a good team. Okay. Uh, and they're the home team. Okay. And I don't know what kind of I'll be honest. I don't know what kind of home team, home field advantage. I think people are very quick to just crown the home team automatically. I yeah. don't really know what kind of home field advantage UCL. I never hear about that being a home field well, advantage. Well, that's what place. I just said. The Rose Bowl is not exactly a tough yeah. place. Or the Coliseum, oh, you excuse did say me. That. You're the right. Coliseum, not the Rose Bowl. So I'm going to I'm going to lean more into Washington State this week. Uh yeah, I am They've too. They've been playing such inspired I am football. too. I I don't understand it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but um yeah, man, they're one of the last two. They're one of the last two Pac-2 members. Um so I'm you know, they're trying to go off with a bang, and I think they've got a really good shot, too, especially this weekend against UCLA. I've got a tough one for you. Does Kentucky keep it within two touchdowns against yes. Georgia? Yes. Georgia at home. Georgia at home, 7 p.m. game. Let me help you. No. No. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like the yeah, more you started no. talking, I was like, yeah. Oh. Georgia plays really well at night at home. They play really well at San Between the hedges, man. Games. There's nothing yeah. like it. They, they play that, – that's, that's a place I don't like – wouldn't want to play. The entire O-line is running laps for the next six years. Does Arkansas keep it within 10 against Ole Miss on the road? Yeah, I think, I think that's actually going to be a really fun game to watch because you have two – I could not pick two quarterbacks that are more opposite of one another than KJ Jefferson and Jackson Dart. Peyton Manning and Michael Vick. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Broncos, Peyton Manning, and Michael Vick. Uh, no. Oh, that's because the line's 11 and a half. And I like Ole Miss. I think last week was big for them. 
I think getting that win against LSU, finally getting a win they can call their parents about and tell them. <laughs> I don't know where my sayings are coming from, but, you know, like. The win, you know, the win you call your parents about? Yeah. That old chestnut in college it's football? Just, like, they, so, I guess the real phrase is to hang their hat on. That's the win that you can hang your hat on if you're Ole Miss. Yeah. Like, they have, I mean, and I'm, ta- I'm not talking this season. I'm talking about since they hired Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I like them to come out and, and play off of that win. But I agree. Arkansas is a streaky team, and they, they, they can, they can uh, okay, this could be a really good game, and I'm calling an upset on this one. I told you before we started re- uh, recording. Oh. I'm picking Louisville to beat Notre Dame this week. Oh, they've been watching tape. They know I love the button. They do. Oh, and that's six, too. I am sorry. That's just one touchdown. That's one touchdown. That's more, you know. Dilfer's going to kill me. He he won't be happy about that one, but that's more Jacob Zeno's fault, not not the play call. Uh, No, Louisville is a six-point dog, but they're at home against Notre Dame. And I don't know. I think Notre Dame could look past them a little bit. I think they got some stuff for them. This is a night game, man. Uh, I I think Louisville, this is is their Spencer Rattler Super Bowl game. I really like... You calling this upset, and I'm mad you did it first because I really wanted to. But uh, I took Oklahoma as the upset, so I will go Notre Dame here. But I don't, I, I don't know if they've got the juice. I don't know if the gas is in the tank. Um, they've played in back-to-back really emotional games. That's another part, um, yeah. And the, uh, let's face it, against Duke, they did not look good for four-fifths of that game. It is not often that... Notre Dame gets to be as hunted as they have been three weeks in a row. Right. They're used. They're you know they they're not a team that plays three huge games like this that often. Right. That's a terrible pass. Completed. Yeah, completed. Yeah. Like third and two. Yards, yeah. Okay. Six yards. Um, and so I just I they gotta be they gotta be worn emotionally, mentally, physically, you know. Right. So. I, I just I just like Louisville, so you know I'm gonna be wrong. I'm sorry, Louisville. I just gave you the death knell, but. Hey, whoa. All right. Well, if something just happened in the podcast, it's because of this little one who decided to bring me a toy. Well, she wanted to bring me a toy. If you're on the podcast, that is uh, Bosco Norwood, Coach B, as she is known. You hold her up to the camera? Yep. There we go. Look at her little toy. That's a dog. Jade, your dog was just cute on Twitch live. That's why you're going to go viral. Maybe. Once we we become a head coach. That'd be the way to do it. uh, Defensive coordinator Coach B gets to come out, and I'm very excited for Coach B. Should we introduce Sky? Should we bring Sky in no, the right no, here? No, no. I don't think Skyler and all of the wires we have we'll do are we get off. a good we'll do mixture right at all. We, we'll do it right before we get oh off. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, yeah, we, we're both saying that we wouldn't be surprised if Louisville upset Notre Dame. Um, I actually think it's the stronger play. I just think Notre Dame's offense has been kind of stagnant lately. USC minus 22 against Zona. Yes. Uh, hammer. Hammer? Hammer. That's a lock. That is an absolute lock for me. You know why? The what? Right up, there, yes, yes. forks up, baby. But you put your bias away, and I'm I'm being serious. Like you put the way you put the yes. fact that you went to the second best college in the country. What do you want away. if they don't cover? Hmm. Within reason, terrible read, Patrick. Um, terrible read. We're about to lose to a six and one and sixteen. Oh, Fourteen all. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, you go back. Um, yeah, I'll get to where we were. We haven't talked about Bama A and M yet, but I would figure we were kind of. We're we're getting that. there a little bit. Um. Yeah, we, we, we rested on our laurels too. I, I, think, I think that's it. I think we're done with games that we wanted to talk about this week. We're going to move on to Bama at Texas A&M. Let's go ahead and get this. That could be the game of the week. I mean, there's one of two games you look at. And those are the, you know, it's that and the Red River rivalry. Oh, you messed it up that time. You said Red River rivalry. I do that all the time. Oh, my gosh. But we nailed it earlier. And then another, another thing we bring up every year. We're not quite there, but rivalry week. 
Rivalry Just like week. saying it without thinking about it is really hard. Red River Rivalry. I did it. I messed it up. Red River Rivalry. This is anyway. Hard. I feel good about this. All right. Um, this call. He's open. He's, no, he's not. not. <laughs> oh, All right. All right. I panicked. I need you to focus. I, I, I got to focus, and then I need you to focus. No, no, we're fine. Uh, we got him right where we want him. That's my first one of the day. All right, right off the top. First one of the last here we go. Weeks. One, two, three. Is Alabama winning this game? One, two, three. No. No. Yes. No. I, I Okay, I, and I'll, 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 I'll explain why since you have the controller, then you'll give me the controller and you can explain why, I guess. But We're losing right now, it, by the way. It is the – it has all the makings of the last three years' classic Bama upset. Uh, we're playing against a team that's getting that's gaining momentum with a backup quarterback that we might overlook. We have uh, we have an offense that is still figuring itself out. The defense is better than it has been in two years, and that's the one thing that gives me pause. So I'll get into that in a minute. But it's just, I mean, you have to go back to the, if you even want to say it, the Arkansas game last year, which really Alabama didn't play that well that day, but it was because Bryce Young got hurt. But that's as far back as you have to go to get the last time Bama played well on the road. And that Alabama, out of all the contenders in the country to me, and when I say contenders, I mean Alabama, Michigan, Ohio, those teams, has been the worst road team You're of that group. You're really smacking this cushion behind me. I feel I feel like I'm in like I am like impassioned, a, like a 4D movie theater, but I I'm am playing NCAA. <laughs> the one where you, you go see Top Gun and it shakes the chair. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we're gonna feel like when we're actually watching the game. Yeah. Um, no. Out of all the contending teams, they've been the worst road team out of all of those. Of the last two, maybe three years, but especially the last two years. So, I mean, you you, have, you can't you, – you go back to the USF game and how badly they played. You go to the first half right. last week. But the way they played the second half against Mississippi State and the way the defense has been coming together, that if Alabama wins, it's going to be because of those two things. They got over the, the monkey off their back as far as playing on the road, and the defense can really, really affect uh, what Max Johnson wants to do. Right. That being said, I am predicting a three-point loss. I am predicting a seven to ten-point loss. That happens late, I think. By the way, I think if it's a ten-point loss, I think it is. Bama is down by three and throws a pick six. Something like that happens. Um, the one that the the stat that keeps sort of uh, jumping out to me is the way Texas A&M's front seven has played. Mm -hmm. Their sack rate and sack numbers and tackle for loss numbers and the way that Alabama's offensive line has looked. I can back that up with, with the numbers because we were both saying this, and I watched uh, CBS's Josh Pate talk about the game, and he gave me the stats, right? Skyler almost just took down our set. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. What are you doing? Can you, uh, can you grab her on a right quick? A lot of that's, down there. that's just our intern. That's just our intern, Skyler. Anyway, um, no, okay, so Texas A&M is number one in the country in sack rate. Right. Alabama? is second worst in sack rate yes. as far as protecting. Yes. Not getting to the quarterback, but protecting their quarterback. Bama's worst, not not in the SEC, in the country. In the country. And Texas A&M is number one, not in the SEC, but in the country. Yes. And that um, is why Alabama loses. Yes. that's You took the words out of my mouth. Yes. Exactly what I was going to say. That's because um, we both know ball. I just I, I just don't trust it. I just don't trust it. I don't mm -hmm. believe it. Um, I don't think this is the year. I think to beat – an A&M team like this, a team with a defense like this, you have to have somebody that consistently throws the ball and not just throws the ball and slings it around, but takes care of the ball. And Alabama just does not have that. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking there, man. I'm going to be honest with you. We got this. Um, it's almost the end of the first half. No, it's you – know, you know sometimes when they say in sports, like, these teams just – we just don't match up well. Right. 
that's the feeling I have. Is that Alabama? Ooh, thirty-nine seconds to half. Alabama just doesn't match up well this weekend. No. it's just not the the game and the time, the point of the season that we want to be playing Texas A&M. Right. But that's the way it shakes out. You you don't get to choose your schedule like that. No, so. you don't. You don't. We are in trouble. Whew. Uh, yeah. So I I will take Texas A&M there. If Alabama does win. It'll be, like you said, because the defense steps up. And I do think Alabama's defense is... And here's some. If you're an Alabama fan, you're listening to this, you're heartbroken. Hold on. Because I think Alabama's competition the past two weeks has been a good bit better than the competition that Texas A&M has faced. I think that... Get out of bounds. You didn't get out of bounds. You got a, you got a timeout. Didn't give me a Call a timeout. Time. I thought it did love you. Uh, I think... Sorry, podcast. We're playing NCAA 14 still. Uh... I think that Alabama's gotten significantly better since the USF game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Alabama's defense may be one of the best in the country. Um, they're 18th ranked. I looked it up for the pod. They're 18th, they're 18th ranked. But at, I'd say we're prob- they're actually better than that number tells yes, us. Yes, agreed. And I think uh, I will say that without the Texas game, or even take a few of those Texas numbers off. Yeah. There were two massive pass plays in that game that yeah. really sort of broke the back of the statistics of Alabama. Now, granted, I know what I'm saying here is and to take away some of the things. And the pass places happened is because the defense was so gassed because the yeah. offense didn't do anything. Right. So, I, yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. Oh, right. come on. That was open. had three steps on him. We are uh, we are running the ball the rest that was, of the game. That was not We're running ball. the ball the rest of the game. It was almost half time, too. But, yes, that, okay, had three. I, that, mm, and I hope then, okay, now that we're kind of done talking about this and just getting to the, like, let's finish out this current game we're playing part of the podcast i really hope the next ncaa game i haven't played madden a long all right to know. whoa score prediction for texas a&m bama oh uh 28 uh i guess i'll make it 28 25 if i said three so i'll go 27 24 okay i am going to go uh, uh a&m uh i will go 24 14 okay Ooh, only 14 we're gonna struggle on offense what have you seen that makes you think otherwise? No, I, I agree with you. I Against just can't remember that the last time Bama seven. was held to 14 like that. Against, Against that? a team that scored 24. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, you, 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 have them, you have them out of sorts, and, and I think that could be something that happens. Yeah. I don't uh, know why I just threw the ball when I said we were going to run the ball. Well, you have to mix it up. You said you're going to run the ball. I'm still going to keep passing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw picks. All right. Uh, hey, if, if you're a pod listener, thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. Love you. We Shout do. out, Pod. We actually really love you. Um, yeah, the Twitch kids are like our new, like like our step kids, right? We have to love them, yeah. but we all know it's about Pod. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. We'll talk to you next week.